It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome. It's the Security Token Show, folks. We're here in Miami. I'm your host, Harry Coney. of course, joined by my co-host, Kyle Sondland. And we're excited to bring you the latest and greatest tokenization news. We got an amazing show for you. We're going to be talking about real-world assets on the blockchain. This is the, the newest hype on the block, a new acronym to throw your way. But before we dive into the top five and all the great things coming, we wanted to thank our sponsor, which this week is DigiShares. DigiShares is an issuance platform. They're a leader in the space, bringing the technology to traditional capital markets. And not only have they worked with many clients, help them understand how to use the technology, they're doing their own security token offering. They're doing a Reg D and Reg S. So that means accredited in the US and international investors can participate in their security token offering. So they're eating their own dog food. We've been down this road and we know how it goes. It's a great process. One that's very well worth doing. So if you want to check it out, go to digishares.io slash invest and support the community member winner of the month from a few months ago, DigiShares. Thank you, DigiShares. We got to thank our sponsors. It's what makes this show possible. And with that, let's get right into the top five. And starting off with our fifth most important thing you got to know about right now, it's the SEC. They've announced a big hiring plan. They're actually doubled their team in the cyber ass and cyber unit division from 20 to 40, and they need more attorneys. You can make up to a quarter million a year helping out in this, of course, now hotly needed division with crypto on the rise and in the SEC's focus. This is the second wave of scaling up from the SEC in probably the last 12 months. They are not stopping their crackdown. And at number four, we have Relio. You may know Relio because they're one of the early OG security token issuers. They have their own token, the RST security token from Relio, as well as their own blockchain platform that they're launching to allow other issuers to do the same thing, taking advantage of the technology specifically for real world assets. It is on the Cosmos ecosystem and blockchain platform, which is a Ethereum virtual machine compatible, meaning that all the different plugins that you want to use from MetaMask and all that kind of stuff all plug in together. And again, they're focused on real world assets, which we need more technology focused around compliance. Love to see that another blockchain to track. Number three, Group Azimuth over in Italy, uh, which they announced as one of the tokenization leaders out there, has yet done it again, tokenizing an ABS fund, this time in partnership with, uh, again, it looks like all funds, which folks, that's a $1.3 trillion asset manager. They have a blockchain solution that they're working with, as well as with BNB Paribas, a major bank uh, who's servicing the deal. Uh, and also, by the way, BNB Paribas announced that they're tokenizing plenty of funds, have been very active in this space as well. So it's great to see yet another tokenization happening uh, here in Italy in 2021. Just so you know, they tokenized $6 million uh, worth of, uh, looks like, a loans and more funds. So AZRAIF, uh, check it out. 
And it doesn't stop there with T. Rowe Price, Wellington, Wisdom Tree, and others combining to launch tokenization efforts on Avalanche's Spruce Testnet. Now, a testnet is not live. It's not in production, but it's kind of a behind the scenes. We're going to try it out, evaluate how it goes. And what they're doing is specifically focusing on the FX markets. So they're going to be doing currencies and doing intra-bank transfers across jurisdictions. This is no joke because T. Rowe Price is a $1.3 trillion asset manager as well. Wellington, $1.4 trillion in assets under management. These are huge huge platforms experimenting with the technology. This is the first step towards institutional adoption. But the most important thing you got to know happening right now is we saw news from the IMF. The IMF said that there is unprecedented interest in CBDC technology, specifically in developing countries who see more of a need for this, uh, but they recognize that they are, there's a demand and they're launching a 20 chapter handbook uh, for CBDCs, and they believe that there's a huge opportunity for financial inclusion. Uh, make no mistake, folks, IMF being one of the major players. They've got lots of loans out there. We know loans get impacted by blockchain. So it looks like this technology is going to be everywhere very soon. Yeah, they came out and said 40 different countries have already approached them with 30 already receiving assistance from the IMF, most of that interest coming from emerging markets. It's quite a bit. And with that, let's go more for our institutional news with Peter Gaffney. Welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. We got a couple topics here to check out today. So first, big, big news coming out of the Ava Labs and the Avalanche blockchain ecosystem last week. Avalanche's Spruce Network is actually tapping into a very uh, definite need in the market at this point, basically enabling institutions to kind of play around in the tokenization space before really going live with the Spruce sandbox, essentially. So this is crucial at this point in time, even on our advisory side, right? STS clients looking to test out the technology, get their teams familiar and ready and kind of hone the end products and the experience before actually going live and launching. So having a sandbox like Avalanche of Spruce is huge for this. Very cool to also see Wisdom Tree, one of the partners involved in Spruce, expanding its digital footprint here with Avalanche. So already active with Stellar and Ethereum, a la Securities Transfer Agent, Wisdom Tree is 10 approved SEC products and we're awaiting when Wisdom Tree Prime really comes live to the general public and to the retail audience, right, through their app, uh, their platform. So curious to see what kind of action they actually roll out through Spruce, maybe even a focus on collateralization and lending of security tokens in tandem with Wellington Trust, TRO Price, and Cumberland. And bonus points, if Cumberland is able to build on its market-making brand and really provide liquidity on an ATS or a similar venue for security tokens in due time. Second, Ondo Finance. Ondo Finance announced its second product in three months. The Ondo Money Market Fund, OMMF, is designed to basically pass 4.5% yield through to investors on a daily basis so as to maintain a $1 per token value, essentially creating a yield-backed stablecoin substitute or alternative for investors. Again, Ondo's mission is to rotate stablecoin holders into professionally managed products fully on-chain. And we've been calling this as a key digital asset capital markets all 2023 with this segment, right? So excited to see how investors really react to Ondo's money market fund and definitely keeping tabs on Franklin Templeton's on-chain U.S. government money fund about two years old now um, and just see how, how inflows compare to Ondo's and see how that ecosystem is looking like. So that's all for today's institutional pieces. Some very promising irons in the fire, of course. 
Now let's see what Sam Sachs is looking at in the general markets. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has seen a massive bump this week, back over $16.2 billion, much in part due to Allegra seeing a big bump on high volume. The Avalanche public blockchain recently announced permission mini networks or subnets for enterprise use cases. Now several institutions are joining the Spruce testnet to participate in DeFi and use cases, including FX and interest rate swaps. The institutions include T. Rowe Price, Wellington Management, Wisdom Tree, and Cumberland. Because Spruce is a test net, the experimentation involves valueless tokens, allowing testing without risk. Spruce is an evergreen subnet, essentially a private permission chain with institutional validators. However, it can interoperate with the rest of the Avalanche public blockchain system. Digital asset exchange Bitfinex Securities El Salvador has received a digital asset service provider license under El Salvador's new digital asset issuance law, which was passed by El Salvador's National Congress passed in the past January with the goal of fostering increased financial innovation and growth in the Central American country. This is very big news, and according to the announcement, the license, which was granted on April 11th, by the National Digital Asset Commission makes Bitfinex Securities El Salvador the world's first international digital asset platform to receive approval to be a licensed as a digital asset service provider in El Salvador. And in other news, head of the Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission, or SFC, Julia Leong, remarked that digital currency platforms are integral to the blockchain industry, requiring tighter regulation. She made the comments at the Bao Forum for Asia 2023 held in China with the finance ministers across the continent in attendance. Her comments follow Hong Kong's plans to transform its digital economy by attracting international firms to the region. And since the announcement, nearly 100 companies have indicated an interest in building blockchain-based businesses in the country with eight firms on course to receive license before the end of the year. Is Hong Kong going to become the blockchain capital? We'll see. But that's all for now. Have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you next Monday. So, real-world assets on the blockchain. You might call them securities, you might call them RWAs, but either way, we're talking about taking equities, real estate, debt, real assets that have real value in the traditional markets outside of just speculation and trying to figure out how we can bring them onto a blockchain and where the efficiencies lie. Now, this comes on the heels of Peter Gaffney. Of course, you know him from the show, the head of research at Security Token Advisors, came out with a new Q1 report on some of the best use cases for real world asset that's live and exclusively available for Success Network subscribers. But we're gonna dive into some of the use cases today that really stuck out to us, aren't we, Erwin? Oh, it's, it's amazing news. You actually can still get a copy available at reports.stm.co. Mm. Uh, and you'll be looking out for more amazing reports from Peter, but this one does cover the sun. Uh, we got, I believe, a dozen different use cases, uh, different blockchains specifically that we're talking about. So make no mistake, security tokens, RWA tokenization, whatever you like to call it, it has made its way across many, many different chains. Let's start off with, of course, Ethereum. Mm -hmm. It's probably the most uh, popular example uh, being used today, but that's, of course, because of, one, the huge development community behind it, the easy access to be able to develop on top of it and create your own security tokens. There's been numerous formats, uh, numerous different examples of security token protocols, if you will, on Ethereum. Uh, and we see that actually a security token advisors client, Kyle, Freeport, 
which was the most recently approved Reg A plus offering uh, by the SEC. So that's a big deal, approved compliant offering for what is in this case art, uh, specifically for Andy Warhol's uh, No Joke, uh, is of course now using Ethereum. That's pretty cool. Art on-chain. Yeah, and in the same vein, we've got Realty, which actually is doing real estate on-chain on Ethereum. They've really gone the full gamut of the DeFi ecosystem, taking advantage of what you mentioned with the large development community in Ethereum, leveraging AB for collateralized lending with your real estate, leveraging different layer two solutions to have more efficient transactions, using decentralized exchanges and automated market makers for you know non-US jurisdictions at least, and both do the structure very similarly, where they take an asset, they put it in a business shell, and then they sell shares of that company's equity that then owns the underlying right. Whether it's art, whether it's real estate, they both did it the same way, and they both did it on Ethereum. Very cool example. Now moving on, we got an Avalanche. Uh, of course, we're big fans of Avalanche. Not only do we put our own company, the media company behind this show on chain with Avalanche, but they've done it with a number of different use cases. KKR, Hamilton Lane, both are feeder funds example. So smaller tokenized funds that get you access to a much bigger funds at a much lower ticket price. Uh, and this is a very popular use case, not to mention our earlier news, as we uh, pointed out with the Spruce uh, test that, of course, that there is a lot of demand around different institutional activities like FX currencies and other different applications. So. Right. Yeah. With a fund model, you're basically taking those LP shares of the ownership in the fund. In this case, it's a private equity style of fund, more than a venture capital style of fund. So you're probably not targeting quite as crazy of returns, but a little bit more consistent of a portfolio at a much, much larger size than you're traditionally used to with other VC or more kind of aggressive investment examples. And to keep this train moving, Kyle, you know, we got a lot on the cover here. Tezos, uh, I think, is a very early entrant that a lot of people were not very too familiar with. BTG Pactual, uh, which is a major investment bank in uh, Latin America, used them. Uh, we also saw Sockgen, another large investment bank, a large bank out of France. Uh, they use it for their uh, bonds as well as a test example. So very cool to see yet another earlier one uh, that's being used for security. And we also see Aspen Coin trading on T0. Aspen so that's Coin. a great example of actually seeing the end of the life cycle of these assets. And looking at a different use case, we've got debt products. Specifically, I'm thinking about provenance, where Figure Technologies has done nearly a billion dollars in tokenized home equity lines of credit. This is specifically doing debt on chain because the maintenance of those debt products issuing coupons handling redemptions, all those different pieces can very easily be streamlined because it's still done manually. Debt is probably the most antiquated financial market, despite how large in size it is. It is larger, the debt market that is, than equities in general. It's clear to see why debt is going to be transformed by the blockchain. It's going to be huge. Providence is major. They do also do things beyond debt. Hamilton Lane has come to them. They're launching a bunch of other different products. Sure. So very cool to see that chain kind of pop out of nowhere, very focused on traditional finance, Polygon, another example of uh, debt would be Siemens, another Fortune company, I believe Fortune 100, maybe Fortune 500 at least. Uh, they issued a 60 million euro bond on chain using Polygon. So there's another institutional use case for you using debt coming on chain, very popular. Polygon 
being used for a lot of different uh, uh, popular examples. Now as a layer one, same with AVAX of fear. Yeah, we've seen Spice VC in interviews talk about how distributions on chain is so much smoother than handling traditional LP distributions and payouts. It's only going to continue as all these banks get involved at even larger scales. Now, moving into Liquid Network, you may or may not know Liquid, but it is actually built on the Bitcoin blockchain. So this is kind of a, a technological improvement to the Bitcoin blockchain, specifically for all other types of assets, including and specifically focused on security tokens to date, as we've seen Exodus or Exordium, excuse me, two different companies. We'll get to Exodus later, but Exordium, who is doing their, their infinite Elite offering this is a security token backed by ownership in a game studio. They're building a whole ecosystem behind it. We also see the block blockstream mining note, which specifically focuses on Bitcoin mining and the yields generated. Video games and Bitcoin mining right there. And uh, supposedly, as we know, the El Salvador volcano bond. Yeah, other bond. Uh, this side bond. This will bond that will also be on chain there on the, the liquid network, folks can program on Bitcoin. That's why we needed Liquid to help make those smart contracts for security tokens possible. Uh, some other great examples, we could keep going here. Um, Algorand, another very popular chain for uh, tokenization. Love that the fact that Republic, one of the leaders in crowdfunding also tokenized uh, the, what they call the Republic note using Algorand. Which is like a basket of different underlying assets. And get exposed to pretty much all of the companies that went through interest. Uh, the Republic can get exposed. It's kind of like a fund in and of itself, but different. Super cool, super unique yeah. uh, application of, again, why real-world asset tokenization, why we've been talking about it for five years is so exciting. Because pretty much everything can be tokenized compliantly as we're seeing in every single use case we're talking about so far. And then when you look at real estate, we talked about certainly Realty, but there's plenty of other platforms also looking to you know, take advantage of another antiquated industry. We've got Polymesh with, sure. with Red Swan. Red Swan is in Texas, building a lot of commercial real estate tokenization. I'm gonna fire down the list of Binance with Landshare and some of the other projects that they're working on. We've seen some exciting stuff. Solana just had the announcement from Homebase yes. who we've worked with quite some time and worked with them in the past is tokenizing real estate. They sold out their first home. Throw and accumulate. They're working with Advanium. With Advanium. Huge real estate partner, auditing those things on chain with Accumulate. And Ravencoin with Tadaga and everything that they're doing with BrickBC as well in Australia. We, we, we love Australia, BrickBC, Luis. And so all these different blockchains adding value to traditional asset classes that have never had a technical revolution before. It's crazy. It's crazy. We can actually keep it going, but we're going to end this segment now on the last rise in uh, blockchains, which I think is worth mentioning, which is private permission blockchains for enterprise, yeah. right? We see the use of Corda by R3. We know that the Onyx division within JPM, same with Goldman Sachs and others, Hyper they built their own Hyperledger. They built, you know, proprietary technology that they're keeping in-house. Walled guard is not available for everybody to use. Uh, and we're going to see that trend continue to rise as we see the interest in RWA tokenization rise with it. And so this is really just furthers our thesis. We've talked about it literally dozens of times. If you're a regular listener, you're maybe sick of talking about the fact that composability, interoperability is so important. 
what matters is not necessarily the exact technology you use. It's how that plugs into the greater ecosystem. You can't do it on your own. You need to bring in other players, other not only financial services providers throughout the life cycle of one asset, but any investor, any platform, they want the integrations. So that's the important piece here is building an open financial systems. Super, super cool. 20 billion already on chain. And we see that number growing very, very fast. Of course, keep track with us uh, here at the Security Token Show and at STM. So let's move on to our final segment of the show, Kyle, Companies of the Week. And of course, if you ever have any questions, do let us know. And now for the end of our show, we of course like to spotlight a company that we thought was making a huge move in the industry last week. We want to give them some recognition. We think they're moving the industry forward. Kyle, I'd love to know for episode 184, my company of the week winner is a first time winner, but it's actually the second week in a row that I picked an Italian company. Oh, interesting choices, interesting trends. Something's happening in Europe. All Funds. All Funds is a tech platform, and they've built a subsidiary that builds the All Funds blockchain. They own this, this platform, and All Funds as a company has over $1.3 trillion in assets on their platform. So they're kind of like a fund management administration platform. So it's not necessarily their assets under management, but it's, I think it's under administration in terms of how they're tracking and managing all these assets. Either way, it's no joke. And they've begun to onboard a deal with BNP Paribas and Azimut to actually bring these assets on chain for enhanced distribution. We've talked about the benefits of data on chain and all of that and what it means. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago in our main topic. You gotta go check it out. And so I just wanted to give All Funds a shout out. They're working behind the scenes. We haven't heard about them. We covered this space all night and day. And they're doing some really great stuff in Europe. So don't keep your eyes closed to the fact that if it's not happening in the U.S. or it's not happening in Singapore, it doesn't mean it's not happening at all. Because we see some amazing players doing great innovation. Uh, no, I think that's an absolutely fantastic choice. That is a huge company. I believe they uh, were offered a multi-billion, five-plus billion dollar bid uh, to be acquired by Euronext. So this is a major company. I think that's a great choice, Kyle. How about you? Uh, I actually have to give it to Ava Labs. Mm -hmm. uh, Ava Labs is the company behind the Avalanche blockchain, which we have been seeing making tons of moves in the tokenization space lately. And also, I'm not just saying that because their Blizzard Fund also happens to be an investor in our company. No, in fact, specifically, I wanna give it out for the reason that they launched that Spruce subnet, okay? Subnets are a big deal enabling permission environments for enterprises and specifically people who want the, you know, for sort of control uh, to be able to work uh, using on the Avalanche and specifically with the Spruce uh, net, they are looking at FX, right? Currency trading. As you pointed out earlier on the show, we have four major players, T. Rowe Price, Wisdom Tree, uh, Cumberland, as well as Wellington, all coming in on this. Billions of dollars. 1.3 trillion in, in T. Rowe Price, another 1.4 trillion, Justin and Wisdom Tree. Um, Probably get to three between the other ones. Wellington, sorry. Um, that's, uh, you just mentioned 1.3 out of all funds. We got uh, uh, BlackRock, of course, Larry Fink, St. Louis. Yeah. That's over 10 trillion reasons, as I like to say, you got to listen to the organization. So for all of that, I got to give a huge shout out to the company behind the blockchain making major, major moves to the organization. And that's Ava Labs. 
Well, I think that's it. Two great winners, all fun, Ava Labs, an awesome show this week. If you liked it, please give us a comment. Let us know what you thought. If you got any questions, share it, like it, subscribe, do what you got to do. It does really help with the algorithm in getting this out there. We put a ton of work into the show every week. Major shout out to the STM production team, Nick Steffen behind the camera, and everybody else that helps make this show possible. And with that, we'll catch you next Monday, and happy tokenizing.